Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So we're going to do some unlocking this morning, and I believe you're going to be uh, impacted in a great way because we're getting back into two weeks ago, the area of the soul. And I think that once we... Uh, take these keys and start unlocking this information, it, it is 100% going to transform your life. The benefit of God's word is going to come alive within you. Remember, it's a living word. It's not a religious word. It's not a historical word. It's a living word. Do you guys understand that? It's a living word. People, you know, like to look at it more. Well, you know, there's reference to history in the Old Testament. The Bible said all scripture is for the purpose of revealing, instructing, teaching. That was Old Testament when it was being said. In other words, the word of God, the information in it, though it has history in it, it has revelation. It has the ability to see something and go, man, the way they acted, you know, I've seen that in action today. I don't want to have that outcome. And you learn and you recognize those principles of what was God showing us. He was showing us the nature, the, the, the nature of, of, of who we are without Jesus. And we do dumb without Jesus. And we do, we do dumb with Jesus too, huh? But at least doing dumb with Jesus, we can get cleaned off. We can wash ourselves, get fired back up, and keep moving forward. But out in the world, we have no hope. There is no hope out there. In Christ, we have great hope, great hope. And that's what I want you to understand, that when, when you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become, quote, born again. This life is a life where God said, I'll never, never. And he used a double negative. He says, no, I'll never, no, not never. Man, that's coming down hard. I'll never, no, not never leave you. I'll never, no, not lever, never, lever, lever, never. No, say that 10 times quick. Never, no, not never forsake you. And I guarantee you, majority of Christians, highest percentage of Christians believe God will. Once they make a mistake, once they blow it, once they, they do something they said they would never do, God's going to forsake them. God's going to leave them. In other words, your action makes God a liar. Is that true? By your action and what you've done, you can literally say, God left me. God forsake me. Because No, you can't. I mean, you can, but it ain't truth. And I want to abide by truth. So we're going to take the keys and start a locking truth. Anybody with me this morning? All right. So we're talking about controlling ourselves. And we're going to control ourselves by understanding us. You know, we already know. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And that is the most important part of us on this earth. You may be thinking, well, well, no, well, shouldn't it be the spirit? You need to hear and you need to listen. So many people want to focus religiously on spiritual things and they have no clue, no understanding, no ability to operate at all according to scripture because their soul hasn't been renewed. And so they play a spiritual game that's for Sunday, for church people. And out there, they live like the world. Why? Because it's about your soul. Your spirit, once it's born again, it's with God. It, it, there is no perfecting of it. It's already perfect. There is no need for anything in it because everything's been given to you in your spirit. The only thing that needs to take place when it's dealing with the spirit is your ability to understand what you already have because of Jesus. And by doing that, you, it, it's not that your spirit matures because it is perfect. You mature in the area of the soul in regards to what you already have in the spirit. And that's the key. That, that's what will help you. That's what will give you the understanding of how to deal with this warfare that's going on between spirit 
and body, flesh, old nature. Remember, the soul's in the middle. The soul's right here, and, it, and, it's, and it's dictating, directing life based upon who ultimately becomes in control. Now, listen to this. The control of it is tied to the soul. Your spirit, all powerful it is, God with your spirit, perfect, can't control you until your soul becomes filled with spiritual information, spiritual understanding. And the more it gets that, renewing, moving away the old way. So where's that taking place? Not in the spirit, not in the, not in the nature. It's taking place in the mind, the soul. And as you're operating that way, the soul, which how we operate on this earth, starts abiding by the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're strengthening you by the knowledge in the area of the spirit realm, in the area of spiritual truth, in the, in, in, in the word of God, in the promises of God. And all these things start flooding you, just like the nature, your old nature did in the very beginning. It floods you with sight, touch, taste, smell, feeling, emotion, uh, uh, the different things, the sensations that take place in this life. And it's, and it's, it's supposed to do that. That's how God created us, right? That's how he created us. The problem is, is we are without God. So we're building this life and it's building and building and building, but it's building all in the, the, the nature of the fallen life or the sin nature, the nature of Adam, which separates us from God. That separation from God. This is, this is what helped me years ago when, when I got this and went, you know the aha moment, the moment you went, oh, yeah, where, you know, the cartoon, the light bulb goes off? I had that. And it was, it was so amazing that it took place because it gave me an understanding. An understanding to where I went, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. And I want us to be able to, now I get it. Because when our spirit which becomes born again or one with God, it's when these things have the availability to do it. When I'm apart from God, the nature directs or dictates my life. And that aha moment was, I'm always, you will always try to fill a void. That's why people do everything, anything they can. They're trying to fill a void. If you look at your life, look at your life before Christ. Even in Christ, people still try to fill voids because they don't understand it. But the truth is you're living a life. You're trying to fill this void in you. And you can do it all ways. You can do it through drugs. You can do it through sex. You can do it through relationships. You're, you're trying to get a void filled where you're lacking, you're missing. And that's what people do. You're, I, I'm trying to fill a void, fill a void, fill a void. The problem is when you receive Jesus, the void ain't there, but it's there here. It, it's, it's, it's void here. And, and we need to fill this information so this void becomes non-void, fool. And that's, that's the battle, people. And so I need you to really grab hold of this area of the, of the soul so that we understand, okay, we get it. The soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. That's how we deal on earth. That's how we operate in relationships. It's how we do everything on this earth with the soul. The spirit, again, is perfect. But the spirit can't just come in in full control. And you know this. Because once you receive Jesus, you didn't stop doing bad. You didn't stop doing wrong. You didn't all of a sudden become perfect. 
right? No, no, no. None of that happened. Well, how come? Because I'm giving you a key to understand life. Even though you're born again, even though God dwells with you, inside of you, you're still dealing with this soul. And this soul keeps going, but we've been doing it so long this way. This is how I believe. Haven't you seen yourself as a, as a follower of Jesus and you, you, you're still battling with your old or belief system that you had since before Jesus? Yeah, we all do. And that's what we have to get. We have to understand that. I don't want to beat myself over the head over it. I want to know. And when I get the understanding, when I get the knowledge, I can overcome. A lot of times we're beating ourselves and, and, and you know, just pounding away because we're not recognizing what is causing the problem. So we assume, we jump for the, the, the assumption, well, it's, the, it's this and I did this and I've been this way. And the, and the truth of the matter is, is it's your training. It's how you used to be. It's how you're raised. Look at it, point it out, focus in on it, recognize it and go, oh, okay, okay, well, let's move on then. Because it's just bad training. Instead of attacking yourself, of why do I keep doing this? How come and doing this? You know what I'm saying? So we've got to get this information within us, amen? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, I don't know about you, but nothing passed away when I received Jesus. And you may think, why are you contradicting the word? No, I'm going to reveal the word. Because you all understand this. Nothing passed away up here. Everything's still there. The bad you did the week before you received Jesus, didn't all of a sudden you look back and go, I don't even remember what happened last week. I've been a Christian my whole life, but we do remember, right? Okay, so what we do is we start realizing, all right, wait a minute. When, it, what, when he says old things are passed away, all things become new, what is he saying? He's saying exactly what he's saying is just, we need to interpret it correctly. And that is to God and to what has happened in our spirit beings, there is no past. Now you can, you, can, you can, through your soul, remember a past, but what he's trying to say is, is, I'm starting a clean slate. Will you? Well, how can I? Can you believe my word? Because isn't that what it come down to all the time? Can you trust me? Can you believe that I'm not going to lie to you? I'm, this is sad to say about the faith. Majority of Christians do believe God lies. Oh, they won't say it, but they live their life as if it's true. And you yourself even know that. The thing is, we've got to get to the place in our lives where if we don't get it or understand it, then that's where we're at. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm not going to all of a sudden say, well, I don't get it, understand it. It must not be true. I'm not going that way. I'm going to recognize that God is true. And his way is the way. And my journey is to continue on that path of his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Man, that's an awesome life. That's an awesome life, huh? And so that's what we do. We get this word and we start realizing, okay, old things are passed away. Behold, here I am. All things become new. Well, that means I need to learn something, doesn't it? I'm not worried about it. God says it's a fresh start. Let's move on. Let's get some new information in us. Amen? Let's get this new information. John 4, 24 says this. God is spirit and those who... Worship him, must worship him in spirit and truth. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? Majority of people don't even understand that. They think, once you say worship, you're hallelujah. 
Oh, you have to worship God in the spiritual heavenlies. It has zero to do with that. Zero to do with that. We define by what we believe the definition of word is instead of the reality of the word. He says here, those that worship me must worship me in proskuneo in the Greek. Proskuneo. You know what that means? Pros. I've, I've said this word pros many times in like the major word for prayer is prosukame. It's a compound word, pros, meaning close, side by side, face to face. And when you use that term, which is, it, it, it's a widely used term in praying and what it means in the Greek language. And I don't have to explain this to someone in Bible times speaking their language because they're going, yeah, we get it. You don't have to break it down. I already know what that means. But because it's a translation She's just a religious term, prayer, and you have all kinds of different Greek words for prayer, and they say the same thing. Pray, prayer, pray, prayer, praying, prayer, praying, praying. And they're different words. That's why it's dangerous just to read the Bible. Because you're going to define it the way you define a word. We have to be taught the word of God, and that's what God said. That's what his word says. I don't know why it's an issue. But it is with people. Why? Because ultimately it comes down to you got a problem with authority and you got a problem with pride. And guess what the two main issues we're Satan with? Problem with authority, problem with pride. It's a nature of the flesh. The best thing to do is go, man, I need to watch out for that. Instead of trying to battle. Just realize it. Get free. Come on, I'll give you a key right there. Get free. And so this word literally means Kaneo, which is interesting in the Greek, literally, this is what's crazy, and it's going to freak you out. You know what the analogy, it's, a, it's better to tell you the analogy. Anybody have any dogs here? You ever reach your hand out to the dog and the dog starts licking your palm, licking you? Believe it or not, that's the Greek word. A dog licking a hand. Now, why is that dog licking a hand? Think about it. Why is your dog licking your hand? Why? Because you got steak on it or something? No, what's it? Why is it licking you? It's it's showing its affection. It's it's doing what a dog does. All right. Now I'm not using the word, I'm not using the, the animal a cat because that's not in the Greek language. But cats do the same thing. They'll lick you, right? I think. I mean, you know, for those out there that have a cat, and we'll get you delivered later. The, the, the point is, the point is, is think about the Greek word, closeness and the dog licking the hand. Isn't that interesting? That's the word worship. Now, how are you going to get hallelujah out of that? You're not, but that's what happens with Weirdos. I mean, that's what happens with you know, the super spiritual. What is he talking about? He's talking about this relationship with me is done in spirit and in truth. But the word worship means is that closeness, that love, that connection, that, that every part that says, not we're licking God's hand, but we're, we're that, that's your connection, that's your relationship. And that's what he's saying. I need you to understand that because he said, spirit. Everybody say spirit. spirit. Come on, I'm, I'm building the lock and I'm gonna give you a key to unlock it. But I need you to see the lock. This is a lock. I'm dealing with the spirit right now. And God says, you, you, you've got to, this relationship is connected to spirit, all right? Spirit. Let's move on. John 1, 12. But as many, or John 4, 24, God is spirit. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who was not born, not of blood, nor the will of flesh, that's the human delivery, nor the will of man, but by God. You're born by God. 
How was I born by God? I'm not, my name ain't Jesus, right? My mom wasn't Mary. But he's saying, when you receive him, you're born of him. Now, 1 John 3, 9 will give you the key. This is awesome teaching, and it's crazy how, how many, uh, quote, Christians don't even understand this. They don't even know this stuff. And the reason why is because if you don't have a foundation of the new covenant correctly, you will, you're going to skip these scriptures when they're foundational to everything you need to understand about who you are with God. Because if you can't get this part, you can't get the part of, does he still love me? Is he quitting on me? Does he hate me? Does he mad at me? You will always have those until you know, unlock this information. Ready? First John 3, 9. Whoever been born of God, we, already just, we, we just saw the term born of God. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I received Jesus. I called in the name of the Lord. He saved me. He is now with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I've been born from above. That means born again means born from above. My spirit is born again. It's alive with God. Are y'all with me? And I connect relationship close with God in spirit because he is spirit. He's a spirit. God. Now watch this. Whoever is born of God does not sin. What are you going to do with that one? You're going to argue it? You're going to fight it? You're going to attack it? Because I'm going to tell you right now, y'all sin. Well, is the Bible a lie? How many in here, you don't sin? Now y'all scared. But he just said you don't sin. This is the revelation. Think about what I'm saying. I, I want to reveal this to us. I want to give you the ability to live big, live large in this, in this faith that we call Jesus following. That's what we call it. To where you're starting to realize, wait a minute, this thing is big. The information is, is something that, that opens my life. The ability to make an impact in there greater than I ever could my own way. And it's by understanding these truths that are in Scripture. And so he says, whoever's been born of God does not sin. And then it goes on and says, nor can he sin. And I just, I just contradicted that. I said, you do sin, didn't I? Well, shucks, let's go home. But that's the word of God. So I have to look at myself and go, well, they do sin. We do sin. People, many of you sinned on the way up here. And you did like, you know, they did in the Bible. How did we sin? And then the Bible says, well, you sin doing this. I know most of you went down Camelback, 40 miles an hour. Anybody go 41? Can I get a 42? Anybody 42, 42, 40, 42? Now you may be thinking, what, pastor, one mile? I, t I brought, well, I asked Jeff, a police officer in here. And I said, Jeff, can you get a ticket going 41 in a 40? And he said, yes, 100%. He goes, we don't do that, but we legally can write you a ticket going 41 miles an hour. You sinners. And then some of you are escaping that sin by going, I didn't go down Camelback. And you might be thinking, well, how's that? Because you've, you, you went against the laws of the government that has established the law. And once it's established law, it breaking that law outside of a biblical mandate would be a sin. The Bible says to those that know to do good and don't do it, it is sin. That's what the Bible says. And, and I need you to never forget that scripture 
because it defines everything you need to understand the life and action of your life in a way that isn't, I'm a good spiritual Christian because I don't do those sins. While you're on the phone gossiping for an hour of how spiritual you are. But you don't kill, steal, murder. Are you guys listening to me? Whoever has been born of God does not sin. Why? For his seed, everybody say seed, remains in him. How did you come on this earth? You guys remember health class, right? Biology. How did you come on this earth? A seed. You had to have a seed to produce life, correct? Had to have a seed to produce life. How'd your spirit become born again? Think about it. You have to have a seed, right? He just said his what? Seed. The Greek word is spermata. We get our word sperm. It's the same, it's the same word. His seed remains in us. The seed of my father still remains in me. I mean, I, I can't change this. I can change my last name. I can change, you know, I could, you know, tan myself so dark that I, that I look, you know, from Africa or from Central America, whatever, but I'm still, this seed's still me. I can make sure I don't speak any more English. I can live, eat different foods. It don't matter. This seed remains in me. Do you understand that? So no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how I act, this seed remains in me. No matter what, it remains in me. God put his supernatural seed of life into your spirit. And it cannot be changed. You, spirit, cannot sin. Well, gosh, man, then I need my spirit to, to run the show. Spirit, run it. And that's the issue. The more the spirit is, the less problems you're doing out here. That's where the real change starts taking place. Because the spirit is what? It's winning the battle over the old nature. Are you guys getting this? The Bible doesn't lie. I said you sin. I, I'm correct. I said you, 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 you're, you're going to sin. The Bible says no, but I'm correct. But what I'm talking about is your actions, which I started this thing off by saying your soul. Now, if I would have said the real you, the spiritual you, I would then have to say you can't sin. I don't care what you do. It's impossible. You can't sin. Why? Because the seed of God remains in you. Your, your, your spiritual DNA is God. Is that awesome? Woo, pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. James 4, 17 says this. Therefore, this is cool. Whoever knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. What did it say? Whoever Knows. Everybody say whoever knows. See, I, oh my gosh. If you guys really understood what I was saying, I wouldn't be able to preach because you'd be there, applause me. You'd give me standing ovations consistently. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. And it's not because of how awesome I am. It's because this information is so, so amazing. You couldn't sit there. It'd be like your favorite team scoring. You can't, it's a, you can't just sit there. Can you? All right. It's like going by your favorite store and you see 75% off. How's that? For those that night, you ain't into sports. What are you going to, you're going to see that and you're going to go. 
No, you already know what you're going to do. Charge! <laughs> and I want you to not, I, actually, I don't want you to interfere with the message by clapping all the time. But inside, I want you to be clapping. I want, I want standing ovations in there because you're hearing this and you're going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And that's what I need for everybody in here because that's what I want to see. I want to see your life impacted with this word, not religion, not church, not Christianese. Life being impacted where you honestly are getting up Monday and, and you're an awesome person. You have integrity. There's some character in your life. Where you are a trustworthy person, where, where you are a man or woman of your word, where, where you're, you're, your marriage is tight because you've you chosen to work through whatever it is. That type of person is what this is talking about. Not someone that slaps a Christian bumper sticker on your car and makes sure you go and listen to Christian TV and radio all the time. That is not being a follower of Jesus. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But that doesn't define you. That's, that's what religion has promoted forever. Which, what defines you is your ability not to have any of that stuff and you act right. Hello? we want. I want you to be the best you can be, whatever you're out there doing. I mean, the best. I don't know how many times, you guys have heard me over the years and years, the worst people I've ever worked with were Christians. The people that ripped me off the worst in my business were Christians. The people I would never hire are Christians. You know why? Because that religion is the worst. Now give me a follower of Jesus that loves God and wants to do his word. I'll, I'll, I'll bring them on. I'll do whatever needs to be done to, to be around that. But majority of people, y'all know, y'all know, we're not talking about those type of people. It's, quote, the religion, Christianity. And we're, we're shutting down this stuff and we're getting to the place where, you know what? It's about Jesus. It's about me and Jesus doing what's right. Me getting his word and transforming, getting this place where I'm committed to be connected to what is his will be done? What is his desire? What does he want? And believe me, this word makes you more spiritual, not less spiritual, but not define the way super Christians do. That's what we want. You'll be less like the world, not more like the world. You'll be less like the world. He says, and you will know. Everybody say no. Now, this word is not gnosko. And you guys heard me teach about gnosko. Gnosko is one of the major terms of no knowing or knowledge. So when you read the Bible, you hear it, and it'll be gnosko is the, the process of receiving and taking in knowledge. And that knowledge continues to where you get to an understanding. But it's a process. Everybody say a process. Now, we all understand that. Gnosko is, is, you know, I'm learning something new and taking in the information and daily and weekly and monthly. And as I take it in, gnosko, I'm, I'm building an understanding. This one right here, edu, is what's used in this scripture. But it's translated no. That's a problem because they're not the same thing. That's what I'm saying about the Bible. You just can't religiously read it and think it's going to do anything. You have to understand it. And it says here, therefore, whoever knows, whoever what? Whoever knows, edu, whoever knows, edu, not gnosko, not the process. Edu means perfect complete understanding. Now we're in a whole different thing. There was the time right there for massive ovation. Because what did I do? If you're listening to me, the first time I say, you know what the definition of sin is? When you know to do good and you don't do it. 
And that's like everybody's going, gosh, that's crazy. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. We're going to die. And everybody freaks out because y'all doing all kinds of things. You, some of you walked up here seeing a piece of paper on the ground, knowing it would be good to pick it up and throw it away. But you walked past it. That's sin. Sinner. Some of you passed weeds. I'll go that way then. <laughs> and said, the weeds don't look good. What did you do about it? Well, I, what did you do about it? Yeah, exactly. I'll go there if I have to. Actually, I'll amplify the thing about the stinking weeds. Actually, it's a little better now since we had rain and the, the sun's like killing everything out there. So, yeah, so good. But you guys understand what I'm saying. So you hear that and all of a sudden you're like going, I'm walking on eggshell. I'm a sinner. Everything I do, don't look light. I knew to look right. I looked left. I shouldn't have looked left. That's sin. And you're freaking out, right? Because we, we well, how do we read it? But then we get the Greek language. And all of a sudden there's a lot of things we're doing that we get to pass on. Because I didn't know. I didn't what? I didn't have full, complete knowledge and understanding. Isn't that something where you're like going, wow, that is awesome. So you mean when I come in this church, pastor is going to not judge me because I might be living with this person? And I never knew that living because that's the world. People live together for 20, 30 years and have kids that ain't grandkids. And then they come to church and they, they start hearing about the, the Bible and talks, you know, people talk about being married and, and church and all, this, and all of a sudden they're like going, is that wrong for us to be married? I mean, we're not married, but is this wrong? Are we supposed to be churchy? And are we supposed to get married in the church? Are we in sin? Should we stop, should we stop sleeping in the same room? And they're grandparents. And they're like going, no. Oh, religious people hate that when I say that. No. No. If you want to get before God and have a little thing that says, God, we, we just want you to know that we didn't know this stuff, but we want to do it now just because you're our father, you're God, then go for it. But you're not going to get judged here. You will by some of these people in here, no doubt. I mean, you know, right there, how could you say that? Because I've been dealing with church people for years. That's what they do. I've even had leaders I had to go in and go, nope, they said that, but that's not how a pastor talks. That's them. And church people freak out because, yo, yeah, but they're leaders. I don't care if they're leaders. That doesn't mean nothing. Jesus had a Judas. Wake up, Christian. Your religion is wiping you out. And then look at the rest of them. After Jesus rose again, he wants to talk about the kingdom of God. They're going, when are you going to bring the kingdom back in to rule over Israel? So don't look at this like everybody's perfect, understands everything. We don't. We don't. But we're going in the right direction, aren't we? Amen. We're getting the right place. We're getting these keys out and locking some of these truths. You ready for it? 2 Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, Gnosko. How is grace and peace multiplied to my life? Learning about grace and peace. You want, to, you want things multiplied in your life? Knowledge. And guess what? Common sense, bro. People. Common sense. Everything you do in life is tied to what I just said, but because they were in church, you want to make it all wacko. Everything you do right now, the jobs you work right now are tied to the knowledge you have. You want to increase, elevate that? You want to level up your life? More knowledge, correct? They're just not, well, because I worked here. Well, do you know how to do this? No, but I've worked here so long. And they're going to go, nah, I don't think so. But if you get trained, no, I don't want to be trained. I've worked here long enough. How long are they going to still work there? Exactly. And we all go, yes, agree. We understand that. And now you're becoming spiritual. And that's a fact. Now you're being spiritual. You're, 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 you're operating on common sense, 
wisdom that you operate every day out there in the world and you recognize, you go, you know what, that's right. You gotta, you've got to build your knowledge and understanding and then you need to apply it because you don't apply it, it ain't going to work. And y'all going, yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, good job, spiritual. Now you're operating the way we want you to see as being a Jesus follower. Now you're spiritual. Are you guys listening to me? Are you being set free? Some of you are. You just unlocked. That's why. You, you got a key and you started unlocking. I need the rest of you to start unlocking. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior. In the knowledge of God. Not in the knowledge of you. Not in the knowledge of your past. Not in the knowledge of YouTuber. As his divine power, God's divine power, he has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Already what? Already given us all things. Why? Because he's in me. He's with me. I am one with him. Spirit has all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and future, virtue. What? Again, again, the Bible revealing something. We got to grow in knowledge. If I got keys, so what? I got to know what the key unlocks for it to benefit my life. Amen? One day, I t uh, through the process of our keys being exchanged, this happened a long time ago. I got Pastor Lau's key. And I went out to my vehicle and kept trying. Why is this thing not working? Because it's not the right key for my vehicle. And ultimately, I realized, stinking wrong key. It's black. It looks the same almost. But it does have her little logo on there. But the point is, is it was a key for a vehicle. Is out a battery? And then I realized, not my key. So I had to go get my key. Went out there and went to her car. No, went out there and went to mine. And opened it up. Got to have the right key for the right lock, right? But what if you fast enough? What if you pray enough? What if you just crowd to God and whine with the wrong key? And God, we open that door. You open the door for anybody else. Open the door, never again. That's silly. And that's the most majority of Christians. You got the key, go to the lock and unlock it. And if it ain't unlocking it, it's not God's fault. Get the right key. Am I being too intense for some of you out there? I mean, it's like, just imagine Discovery Channel right now, okay? He says, in his divine power, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, by which we have been given. What's given to us is exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, what? Exceedingly great and precious promises. We may be partakers, that we may be able to partake, be a part of, receive of, what? Divine nature. God nature. <gasps> How could you say that? Because the Bible just did. Think about it. He said, your spirit is complete and one with him. He's there. He'll never leave you. He's there. It's always there. There's no sin there. It's impossible. He says, there's no sin, nor can you sin. Why? Because God cannot be with sin. His own son who went to the cross when the sins of the world, then, past, and future, 
went on the Lord Jesus Christ, the moment they went on him, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the Greek language, the moment the sins came on Jesus, God went and turned his back and moved out. The first time the son was out without the father. And that just, it freaked him out. His language changed. Before that, it was my father. Father, forgive them. Father, father. But the moment God left him, my God, my God. Why the change? Because sin was now with the son. Now, did he sin? Oh, no. No. But he took our sin. He took ours. He paid the price for our sin. And he rose again because it wasn't his sin. But ours are down there where they belong. Hallelujah. Is that awesome? That's good stuff. Now you start going, man, this picture is getting a lot clearer. Because once I start seeing the scripture, once it starts getting broken down, it's not as tight. It's not this legalistic. It's this thing where it starts, it's giving me a little, a little leeway, you know? It's giving me this, a little, it's, it's not as this rubber band that's just like, yes, it's, it's lax. And I'm going, okay, okay, I can, I can do this. And as Paul taught in the New Testament, if you read these, the, the, the letters from Paul, I mean, they come back with all kinds of crazy questions because Paul's giving information that, that they're like going, jeez, man, why don't we just sin more? Grace will bound more. But that's what I'm saying. This is what happens. When the truth is being taught, you start getting, wow, this is chill. It really is not church. It really isn't Christianese. It's life. And it's something that's coming home, coming close. And I start realizing this ain't about rules and regulations. It's about living life large according to his word. My life will transform because his word is getting in me. And I'm, and I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm building this soul to get conscious to subconscious to where I say, no, that's not for me. No, I don't want to go that way. No, I don't believe that. And no one can influence me because it's in my spirit. My spirit's controlled now because of God's truth. The soul's going to sit there going, well, I don't know. And the spirit's like going, shut up. We already got this done. Get over your emotions. Quit whining. And the body wants to go whine more, whine more. Throw a fit. You've seen tantrums, Right? toddler tantrums. They just don't go, I'm not pleased right now, Papa. That would have been awesome. No, their body has to go, I will prove to you ahorita, right now, I will prove to you right now how unhappy I am. And it just goes wild, out of control, tears flooding, voice loud. And now I could sit back and go, isn't that cute? Or I could bring the word to it because it's a child. Train up the child. So I have to bring the word in to take care of this monster. And all of a sudden, it becomes undone from the body, which is going, well, what just happened? A choice was made. Either I'm going to be uncontrollable and do this to get my way, or that guy I call Papa carries more value and weight than my emotion. Oh, I know parents, by the way, you know, some of you don't get this, but this is good teaching right now. The honor of the parent, the honor of the mom, honor of the father. They're both unique and they both excel at doing what they are called to do. It's screwed up when they try to do other, other job. You know, the mom acts like the man, the man acts like the mom. That's screwed up. It, it ain't going to work that way. 
God didn't create it that way. But the key is when it's operating in the function that God laid it out, it's good. That doesn't mean you got perfect kids, but they have a greater opportunity of getting that direction. Not perfect, but getting to a place where, you know, you can trust them and you can, you can feel good about uh, their lives in front of them. It's because, you know, you're abiding by scripture, abiding by what the word says. It doesn't bring this, this wound up rubber band. No, it brings more of life where you're like going, hey, we got this. We got this. We got challenges come our way. We got issues. Things don't go always right, but it's okay. It's okay. We're free. We're not bound to legalism or works. The father loves me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. It's a done deal. I'm his. He's mine. Now I get this information. I realize, wait a minute. If I want to partake of that divine nature that I already have, I need to do what? Believe his word. He just, did, he, didn't, did he not just say that? When you have been given exceeding great promises. Well, if I've been given precious promises, exceeding great ones, but I'm not operating in them. I'm not partaking of the divine nature. You guys hearing this? It's almost like God's going, hey, believe for the miracle. Healing's yours. Take it. Why? Because it's your divine nature you're partaking of. Whoa. It's your family. That's what we do. Uh-oh. Isn't that amazing? It's our family. Jesus didn't walk around with leprosy. Right? He didn't walk around with, with sickness and disease, right? Now he was repping our family. And now I'm a part of that family. He's the head. Hey, Lion of Judah, let the lions roar. You know how I do that? By me roaring. Why? Because he's the head. But Jesus never accomplishes anything other than the body submits to and follows through with. He's not forcing anything. He says, do what's right. Do what you know to do. Operate in it. Do what you what? I do. Complete understanding of. Do it. And as you're gnosko, as you're growing in knowledge, you're going to make mistakes. You're going you're to fail the quiz sometimes. But keep, get up. Keep moving. All that, all that showed you is, whoop, I'm missing some information, right? Isn't that what it is? Remember school. Anybody remember school? They, you, never, you never had a subject and then the final exam. Did you not have testing in between? Right? Isn't that true? Was there testing in between? And so you, you, you asked the, the first test and the teacher said, you're out of the room, get out. You got an F, you're out, go. Well, we understand that we're going, of course not. But the point is, is that's what you do in your faith. Moving right along. The Spirit himself bears witness, Romans 8, 16, that we are, not might be, we are the children of God. Are you guys hearing this? The will controls our destiny. The soul, remember, operates our life. We're operating in conscious mind and subconscious. Subconscious, how is it built? by conscious mind putting in information. Some of you are, are, are newer to the faith, and as you have come in here, you have come in with a lot of luggage of your past, your beliefs. And now you're in here recognizing that, well, I gotta get some luggage out of here because, man, there's way too much in my life. And what you're bringing in new luggage. That's, that's your life. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, you're doing the right thing. The problem is when a Christian gets hold of you. They become in your life going, get that luggage out of here. And you're like going, it, yeah, but I, I, I'm trying right now. And they're like, going, no, it's got to look like mine. You've been a Christian for 10 years. Yeah, but that don't matter. You no good sinner. That's the Christian of faith out there. Instead of realizing they've only been saved two months. 
Of course, they got a lot of old luggage in there. Now, their spirit, man, you open that door, it's like, woo-hoo. But see, most people aren't being taught that. The quicker you're able to see the real you, the quicker you're able to go, this don't belong to me. <laughs> this don't belong to me. Because you're going be, to be sucking this stuff up. What? This is not divine nature, knowing, growing in God. Give me some more of that luggage. And pretty soon you get as much again. You got to make room. Get some out. Get some out. Get some out. Get, start making more room. Making more room. Why? Because you had a peek at this room and it's like going, that's the way I want to live. That, that is perfect in there. God's in this room. That's how most Christians, it's like scary. I'm opening the door going, man, God, I want to see it all. I want to see it all. Why? I mean, parents, don't you want that for your children? Not your negatives and bad. We're not talking about that, but your heart, your attitude of wanting the best for them and not to have to go through what you went through. Well, if you want that, quit clapping at your past. Don't be a fool. We did it when we were in high school. What are you, an idiot? I mean, seriously. All right, idiot might have been too strong. How about fool? Which in the Hebrew and Greek means idiot, but I ain't going to go there. We'll just move right along, move right along. I just, you know, I get really, I, I get an attitude, and I'm sorry, I apologize, because I've been there. I've been the dummy, too. I, it's, if you don't, if you don't see it, you don't call it out, and I've been there. I, man, I went, I went Bible college. I'm the biggest idiot in here, because it just trained you more religiously. Thank God for my heart, it, I didn't stay there. I tell people, man, if your heart's right, you're going to go through dumb journeys, you know, and, 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 you're, and you're doing what you believe is the right way to do. I just went because the guy who got me into this thing, he went. And I'm like going, if that's the way to victory, I'm following him. I just didn't know it was going to cause this, this 20-year student loan follows it. My gosh. I went to forbearance like 80 times. All right, that was moving a little too much for that, huh? I paid it off finally. It would have been better if I didn't use that money and buy VCRs and stuff. Yeah, I said VCR. I sure did. Hey, look at all this money I got. Listen, I wasn't the way I am now. I'm much wiser. Cut me some slack, all right? So that's what I'm just saying. I did dumb, but I didn't stay dumb. But it didn't happen overnight. Okay? So let, 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 it's okay. You know, some of you have been, quote, Christians a long time, and you, you rely on that as, a, as this ability to say, look at I am, you know? But I would be quicker to not want that revealed. Because that didn't produce nothing to say you've been a Christian this long. How long you been? I've heard this. Hey, how long you been a Christian? Ah, uh, since birth. And right away I'm going, you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about right now. So I don't even ask that question anymore because I'm sure they're looking at my face like, what? But I mean, I've had people say that since birth. And that's impossible. Totally, 100%. But that's what religion does. It produces a lot of things that are impossible. But people believe them. And we got to stop it. Amen? You guys hearing me? All right. So the subconscious mind, you know, the Bible uh, pretty much talks about the heart. And it's, and it's saying this heart, which we got to protect and guard, right? What, our spirit? No, Heart. Why would, your, why would your spirit need protected? It doesn't. Well, then, the spirit, I need to feed my spirit. That's religious terminology. 
You don't need to feed your spirit. What you need to do is feed your conscious mind, which will connect with, oh, this is what the spirit has. Do you guys hearing me? Because this is not taught. This is rarely taught in churches. You'll hear the Christianese go, go big. You need to feed your spirit and make sure you're doing with your spirit. No, the spirit's already, the spirit's like, you know, it's, it's all GQ and it's, you know, it's the strongest in the world. It doesn't even have to work out. It don't need no creatine. It's, it's just there. All right. That, that's your spirit. And all your spirit is doing is, can you get some of this information that I have for you? But the way we get it is this word. And then once you start seeing it, it becomes revealed in what you already have. And your spirit's like going, ah, my keys. The keys, my keys, my keys. If only I had a key. Key opens anything. Here's mine, Ram. And here's Pastor Lyle's. Buick. Okay? Don't they look sort of the same? Kind of, whatever. A lot of keys here. Not very many as there used to be. And my spirit's going, I got keys, I got keys, I got keys. And my soul's going, oh. My flesh is going, I got keys too. And you know my keys and the flesh keeps trying to pull you. When I say flesh, I mean your old nature, not, not this. This ain't, this ain't, you know, trying to make me cuss, all right? Y'all got that? So when I say flesh, I'm talking about, that's what it, the, the word, it's, it's Gregor carne. It's where I get carnal, carne, fleshy, okay? But it's nature. It's the old nature. Uh, it talks about the old man, not your husband. It talks about, it's a, New King James, old man thing, all right? And the flesh is going, I got keys, and you know, you know what they unlock. Remember? And you might be 40, and it says, remember? And it goes to like you're 18. Remember we locked that? Remember how cool you were? Remember that? Oh, yeah. You should look them up trying to make you look 18 again. And you'd be 40 years old, acting a fool because your flesh is going, oh, we got keys. We're going to go to that 90s women's thing. <laughs> oh, we're going to show up. That's when I ruled. I reigned in the 90s. I owned the 90s. We got keys. That's, that's your old nature. And your new, new man, the new nature, which the Bible says, put on the, put on the new. The new's going, yeah, that fool, don't even listen to him. We got keys, but you got to find out what they unlock. Because you're going to be pulling out keys. They ain't going to open nothing, silly. See, the, the Spirit says silly. We already know what the Greek word is. <laughs> right? And it's sitting there going, no, don't, don't, let's get the right keys. Pull the right keys out. And then we pull the right key needed. Why? Because the word of God, Edu, I went from Gnosko to the place where I like going, oh, dude, I got this. I got this. And what's so cool, and I'm going to end on this because I got pages to go, so it'll be part three. But you're literally at a place where you're like going, I've got the ability to unlock, and I'm new to this thing. And someone next to you has been church forever and going, oh, I, can, I can unlock this. And that's why Jesus said, first will be last and last will be first. It doesn't matter how long you've been here. It matters what do you listen to and applying. Excel, level up, will you? Let's do this thing. 
Let's do it right. Anybody learn anything? Did you take some keys? Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.